0: three. Um, we got our first special guest. Hey, hey. I'm uh, I'm Mac. Scott. Mitch. I'm Seth. Uh, if you guys don't know Seth, he uh, grew up here in central Minnesota and it's pretty excited to come over for
1: the be the first guest on the Border Outdoor podcast. Three episodes in and we already have a guest. We also have a sponsor. <laughs> Let's take a minute to hear from our sponsor. Rigid. i'm gonna make a bold prediction
2: the first sponsor of this podcast will be rigid because you're gonna power all your equipment off your rigid batteries
3: yeah nobody knows that right now (laughs) everything's everything that we're talking on and using is powered by a rigid battery (laughs) solid
0: solid all right well welcome to the podcast Seth. thanks for
2: having me guys i'm i'm 100 going to be in the doghouse for coming over here 'Cause it's what what is it, ten thirty at night? It's Can't not that it, Mackenzie calls me at ten thirty at night, the day before my wife's birthday. <laughs> she's literally in bed and I go up there and tell her, Hey, I'm gonna go make a podcast and she gave me the uh Well I'm not gonna tell you what to do.
4: Oh.
2: And, and uh, so I took that as yes, and I just ran out of the room. So she never said no, but we'll find out tomorrow if I'm in trouble. She never said You're going to no. get home, and she's going to
1: give you that. Well, I just think it's funny. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're happy you're here. Thanks for being here. Uh, when Seth got here, we laid down some rules. Uh, rule number one is, of course, everybody has to share a first, so we're going to have Seth share a first. And then we asked him for three topics. And Seth's topics were the election, religion, and human sexuality. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to make sure we touch on all of his big topics. So I think right away, uh, as uh, as Ken's is our narrator, with his permission, I think we'll jump right into Seth. Give us a first. Yeah, go right
0: ahead.
2: Oh, man. Okay, let's see. First. Well, I got to go with the first deer. Got to go with my first deer hunt there. Uh so my first year was actually three years in the making. I, uh, <laughs> uh, we hunt northern Minnesota, public land. And my mom and my aunt were the big hunters in my family. So years and years of waiting to be old enough to go hunting. Uh, my turn finally came, turned 12, I had my gun safety uh, certificate. Went up there for two years, never got a chance. And then my third year, it was the, uh, the second day of the season. We only go up there for the first two days. And, uh, it was the evening hunt and I decided to hunt kind of a field edge and this monster, I mean, out of nowhere, this monster probably, Ooh, seven month old deer stepped out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a fawn of all fawns, but that thing jumped the fence and, uh, walked out at 40 yards and I, I pulled up the old two forty-three rifle and dropped that sucker right in its tracks. And from that from that moment on, I was just completely hooked. Uh, so that was my first deer. I can't even tell you how many hours of looking at photos and magazines and all that kind of stuff as a kid to lead up to a fawn, and to this to this day, man, like shooting a little, uh, shooting a young doe or anything still gets me excited. And uh, yeah, so that's my first. That's that was, my first, that deer, was huh? my first deer. A fawn. Or and a doe? Second
1: and yeah? third. and, and third. Fourth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We talked about that. That's the, 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 the meat tastes better, right? Yeah. It's, it's way a better. Feel.
3: Like I said on the first episode.
1: Oh, it's Shoot, delicious, man. Shooting
3: to my house trophies today. <laughs> no, dude. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Facebook
2: the other day. I was laughing so hard. I'm 100% in that ballpark.
3: How old did you say how old you were when you first started deer hunting?
2: Uh, so I was 12. That was when I first went up there. Um, yeah. So I was 12. You know, Back then, that was legally the uh, you had to be 12 or older. Yeah. Because you, you couldn't get guide. your gun safety yep. till then. And uh, so, yeah. A lot of years hoping and waiting to go you know i wanted to go since i was like eight uh, yeah like that's when i knew i really wanted to try it so
3: and you were just by yourself
2: i was uh, well well i mean yes everybody and no, like my mom was within basically yelling distance okay. you had to be in communication distance of each other legally um he was in his bedroom. <laughs> but was uh, out, the window, out the window um to neighbor so yeah she was she was there within <laughs> a minute and a half you know and you know, high fives, and my aunt's the one that gutted it. Oh yeah! She, oh uh, my my aunt Margie, man, she's badass. She was she's kind of done a lot of that. She's always been a bull hunter, and uh, yeah, so she she came over and gutted that thing. And even as a 13 year old kid, basically, I could drag it to the truck with no problem. So <laughs> <laughs> what
0: what did you use for your kind of rifle? Did you have?
2: Uh, that was a 243. It's my mom's 243. Um, I was actually hunting with a shotgun, like I had done, uh, all my shooting had been with a slug gun, uh, and I was hunting in the woods all the previous years, and like I said, this was more of like a clear-cut field edge kind of scenario, and I thought I'd be able to shoot out to 100 yards or more, so I decided to use her rifle that night, and she took my shotgun into the woods, and, uh, you know, the thing was only at 40 yards, I feel like I would have still gotten it with the slug, but you never know, Yeah, it made it way easier with the rifle, so, uh yeah drop that sucker right in its tracks
3: what wow. was it back what was the uh i should say the uh morale at camp after because i remember oh. when i first got mine everybody just was and. just jack right yeah.
2: so my mom and aunt had been had been going up there for at this time probably oh, 20 years yep close 20 years they've they've gotten a handful of, a couple deer right oh, oh really? they never had luck right they were and they're not part of yours they go out there they hunt hard but they yep. just never seem to have luck in fact my this was that, that would have been two thousand two, uh the year 2000 and three yeah no the year 2000 even and her last deer was 1994 Holy so they hadn't shot a deer up there in six years
3: and then you come and, up there yeah
2: and then i came up there and again this was my third year up there with them and uh oh man You could have sworn I had a 12-point buck in the back. Like, you know, she brings her kid up there. He finally gets his first deer. We're all jacked. We're going to, you know, go home and bring that little thing into A1 Meat Shop in Maple Lake and (laughs) get our, you know, steaks back. And, yeah, we were just jacked. It was just a ton of fun. And then it was the next season that, uh, oh, man, I just – I was unstoppable. After I killed that first one, it just all – I don't want to say it it got easier, but it just – you just kind of settle into something, and up until two years ago, I got at least one deer every year since my first deer. Really? Yeah. So the next year, I ended up shooting a uh, four-point little four-point buck, and then a monster doe came in the following morning, and I filled my mom's doe tag. So I, I got two deer the next year. Wow! And yeah, we we're jacked. I mean, that was more meat than we'd gotten. They had gone home with in a decade, you know. <laughs> um, and so yeah, it just seemed like it was more and more fun and and then eventually uh for a couple of years my brother would go up and I'd stay home we just kind of limited the hunting party to 3 and then once we got a little bit older you know there's 5 or 6 of us that go up there now
0: so so that's <clears throat> kind of like what we talked about earlier we don't really have a family tradition for a deer camp sure so you know knowing you for the last what 3 4 years yeah um you guys have a pretty you guys have a pretty good family tradition yeah rifle opener you guys go to this certain place same i mean public same land works, yep that you guys have been hunting <clears throat> right and you guys are pretty successful like yeah. what are you ever worried about people always talking about oh minnesota public land is so tough over private and you know with all like the wolves and all this stuff you have so many different things and just people in general yeah people like, you, know, people you, in you general, never you know.
3: know who's gonna show up you know like some family right. kind of like us or we did yeah. like too many people came in one area, so we're like, okay, well, we're going to try this entirely different part of the state. Yep. So then, like, what happens when, like, our family just shows up and we're like, oh, yeah, we're hunting here?
2: Now. 100%. Uh, we've had that happen multiple times. Okay. So <clears throat> there was one year when, boy, we got there on opening morning, and quite often we'd be the first vehicle there. And as we we're walking in, a couple locals will drive into the public land on their four-wheelers and do their thing, right? Mm-hmm. So there's other hunting pressure but not much. Well, one year we got there, there was like five stinking trucks there, and they all had trailers, and so you could tell they had all driven their four-wheelers in there. And two of us to our general er- go to our general areas, and there's guys, like, within distance of our stands. So we just kind of hunted out, kind of just rolled with it that weekend. You don't get mad. It's public land, right? Um, and half the time, you'll see those people that opening day, and they don't come back Sunday. They don't even come back the second day. Like, I don't know if they see that we're there and like, ah, it looks like they kind of got this spot staked or if they just don't see deer and move on. So it, we've never had a huge deal with it. In fact, to be honest, the biggest issue we run into up where we're at is there's a local farmer that owns property right up to the woods mm-hmm. and going up like bowl season because we bow hunt up there throughout the year and all that stuff. He has been a pretty big dink in the past. But uh, a couple of years ago, uh, he, uh, he came, yeah, a couple of years ago. <laughs> we, so, so he had been a big jerk. In fact, I had called, he had cut trees on people, and he had done some really shady stuff. And we had called the DNR officer on him a couple of times. And it was always, you got to get him on video doing the stuff or get proof of it. But they all knew he was a jerk to people, right? Well, we had been going up there for, well, oh, geez, this was two or three years ago. So I had been going up there for, well, I mean, 15 years. Yeah, 15, 16 years at that point. We we usually go up either Thursday or Friday before a rifle opener opens on a Saturday. And we, we uh, hang our stands or go do our scouting and stuff like that. So we got up there on a Friday that year, went, did our stands and checked everything out. We just put hang-ons or ladder stands in. And then uh, the next morning, my brother got there about 10 minutes uh, to the hunting spot before I did. And when he pulled in, the opposite side of the road is this guy's property is – like three times removed old relatives of ours that's why we started hunting there a long long time ago well we always park in their field and um they never cared it's just an old pasture right well this guy comes out and he starts chewing chewing on my brother like hey we put our hay bales there and it's all muddy why the hell would you pull up that far and he's oh sorry so he backs the truck up sorry right and then i pull up to go to the same spot we always park and uh my brother runs up to me and he comes up to my passenger window and he goes uh Hey, hey, he doesn't want us to park here because it's getting so muddy. Back up. And then all I do is I hear him yell, MF for this, MF for that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my brother turns around and goes, hey. Hey. I think we need to have a talk, and he just starts walking for the guy's farm. I'm like, oh, F, dude, we're about to get shot? <laughs> we're about to finally duke it out with this dickhead. Like, so I jump out, I like I pull, put it in reverse, and the wife's going to hunt with me. I'm like, stay in the freaking truck. And, I, I start running, and as, I run, I'm, as I'm running up to the road, my brother Austin, who's got like – he's a mellow dude, but you could tell he was hot. And all I heard was, you're being – <sighs> Oh man, f bombs flying! You're being <laughs> such an f and dick, and sometimes you're either gonna get your ass kicked, or are you gonna be a man and tell us what's wrong, right? And so him and I just sat there on the on the freaking gravel driveway opening morning, just hotter than hornets, right? And we're like, we've been coming up here since we were freaking twelve, and he in the past he was cool with us. We'd run into him, hey, how's it going? Shooting any deer? All that stuff, and something went wrong. I don't know if he had bad run-ins with other hunters. He just turned into a dick, and we just t- we basically told him that like you've been doing a, a huge dick to us, and when we were kids you seemed cool. What's changed? All you gotta do is tell us what we're doing wrong. What's annoying you? We'll stop doing it. We don't we don't hunt on his land. Yeah. We don't. They don't even really hunt. So I yeah. Anyways, duked it out with him, and then uh and then we went and shot our deer. So was he ever cool? He was. Like I remember when I was. 14 or 15, he'd come up to us when it was just me, my mom, and my aunt going. He'd come up and say, oh, hey, how's it going? He'd ask about our distant relatives, and, and then uh, he'd be like, yeah, they're not hunting here Sunday night, so I, you know, because they owned a portion of the woods leading up to the public. Uh, he's like, yeah, they head out of here Sunday afternoon. If I were you guys, I'd just go sit in their box blind. They won't be here. You know, like he was just super chill about everything. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing he had bad experience. Could be. There's a lot of locals up there that would hunt in those woods, and I think I think quite often – Maybe, maybe more so with locals, but they, they probably just crowded his property and he tends to get a little annoyed if you're crowding his property. He did have some teenage sons at that time. So maybe if they hunted deer, he didn't want people crowding in on their deer and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just one of those things,
0: but. I think it comes down to a lot of, a lot of people mess it up. Yeah. Like if you're not, like you do public land, you have farmers. Like you guys, when you were young, you used to hang out with them or not really hang out, but you used to give you advice. Yeah. Using people's box blinds. But then you have that one bad apple that's up there, bow hunting or grouse right. hunting. And they just ruin it for everybody else.
2: They really do, man. Like whether it's a prop. So everybody always talks about, oh, talk to landowners, be friends with landowners, stuff like that. But the biggest thing with public land for me is if you run into other hunters, you had asked about hunting pressure up there and stuff. We, if there's anybody up there, we just, hey, how's it going? Any luck? And mm-hmm. where you guys hunting? We don't want to pressure you guys yeah. and vice versa. Yep. It's We've never, like, it might be an opening morning daylight scenario. Like, oh, geez, he's pretty close. But they didn't know my stand was back in there. You know what I mean? Once everybody kind of knows where people are at, they pretty much stay away from you. You know? Yeah. And, and the area I'm talking about is big woods. I mean, it's like the total layout is like 5,000 acres, right? Yeah. So there's tons of space. Um, minus, minus when the scenario where they do like a clear cut. And unless you want to walk two miles deeper and stuff like that, but most of the time, man, you just talk to somebody, even if it's a limited hunting time frame, like opening weekend for a lot of these guys, Hey, I'm kind of back in this corner, but good luck to everybody. you know, We've had other yeah. hunters drag our out in the past and all that kind of stuff, so yeah, well, um,
0: not to interrupt you, but like what you said earlier, you had these guys set up not that far from you. Yeah. The average person would freak out. You've yeah. been you've been hunting there forever. These guys come in this one day. Right. They set up their stands well, next to public you. Public land. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, that, I mean, it's public it's public land, but people First come in Minnesota, it's like, oh, I've been hunting this spot forever, but No, no. Minnesota Nice. Yeah. No. There's no there's no Minnesota Hi. nice when it comes to <laughs> deer <laughs> With hunting. With some people there's not. No. But like the fact that you guys are like, you know what? We're gonna hunt it out. We're not gonna get in this guy's face because no. Well that's why would you? Why because would you it, really? it doesn't do anything good because this guy's like, you know what? My wife told me I could come hunt this year. Right. I'm gonna come sit in this stand. I didn't like you said, I didn't know their stand was there. Everything worked out good. They ended up not being there the next day, and yep. they probably went somewhere else. But like the fact that you guys just let it go. Right. It's huge. Right.
2: Another yeah. crazy thing, so like here's one crazy story where where it comes out to be treat people right and it comes back to be a blessing so years and years my mom would hunt on the ground and then us us boys got a little older we were always in tree stands always having luck so she wanted to do a little tree stand hunting so I gave her my old climber nice comfortable stand just shimmy up that tree you'll be fine right well there were, there was a group of hunters that were actually from uh Illinois or how do you say it? Illinois I think
1: Illinois. Hey, so, Illinois? No, you, you, you got it. Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. Many people will add the S. I believe in silent. <laughs> uh, uh, Back in Wisconsin, we we'll call them fucking Illinois bastards. <laughs> but I believe Illinois is the proper
2: pronunciation. <laughs> oh, man. So these guys would come up year after year, and they always kind of hunted. There's like a main logging road that runs through the majority of this public land. They'd hunt on one side or close to it, and we'd always kind of stay to... Uh, it be the east side of it. Well, over a couple seasons, they got to know where we hunted. We kinda hunted the same general areas, right? Well, my brothers and I, we were young, full of piss and vinegar, so we'd go back a mile and a half, two miles in. Um, since day one, going up there, my mom, my aunt and I, and whoever else comes, we'd always wear a whistle. Always have a whistle on your neck, cause you get in trouble, if you get a hit, wanna call somebody for help, just have a whistle. It's big woods, you never know. Well.
3: Yeah, we call that rape whistles. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a, it's a good term for it. Never been raped, <laughs> but I got a whistle, so, you know. Yeah, night um, is young.
0: We <laughs> you get a couple more of these uh, white claws, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: You can't You can't rape the willing.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, when I get home, the wife's going to be like, how'd that go? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, so my mom goes into her stand, My brother and I go way down the range line. My aunt and her hunt fairly close. Well, she gets in her climber. It's opening morning now. She starts shimmying up the tree, right? And it's one of those climbers where the, the top portion, if you've ever used one, the bottom one, you kind of hook your feet into some straps. Top one, there's a few different designs. The one she had had a bar that went all the way around, so she kind of stood in it and then lifted it up and shimmied up the tree like that. She probably got her feet to around the, ooh, I think it was around the five foot mark. Maybe a little taller than that. And my mom's not a small gal. She's not a petite woman by any means. Uh, And she went, she stopped climbing, went to adjust like her pack that she was climbing with. And the top portion of the stand fell down to like behind her knees. And she lost her balance and fell over backwards. So her feet are locked into the bottom. She's hanging upside down from this freaking thing. I mean, like. To this day, I don't know how she didn't break something. So she's hanging upside down, and, like, she's not a small woman. She can't freaking breathe. She's got all this gear on, and all she can think to do is grab her whistle. She, she's trying to yell. She can't really yell. So she just starts blowing on her whistle, right? My aunt hears it and just starts panic running. You know, at this time, my aunt was probably around 60, 62 maybe. So my aunt's trying to run back to her general area to find her stand, and these other hunters catch up to her. And go, is that your sister's whistle? And she goes, yeah. Is she where she usually is? Yeah. They take off running ahead of her. I mean, they probably beat her by five minutes. Easy, right? They get in there, and, and they just happen to know the area she hunts in. They heard her whistle. They went in, and they were able to lift her up, cut her out of there, get her down to the ground.
4: Like, dude, I,
2: I never heard a whistle. My brother never heard a whistle my aunt was not going to be able to do what those guys did.
1: No, that's awesome though. But that's uh, we've talked about it before. That sort of camaraderie of hunters, that sort of lifestyle of hunters, where you know, getting the getting the deer is far less important than than the big picture, than the experience right. and what's going on around you. Hundred percent. And So yeah. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, it's just a crazy scenario, and that's you know, we never made enemies with these guys. They, we didn't know them on a first name basis or anything like that. But you just kind of. They're just fellow hunters. Hopefully, everybody's successful and far more important, hopefully, everybody's safe at the end of the day. So I'd say the only time I would ever be confrontational with another hunter is if there was something unsafe happening. Mm -hmm. If I think me or somebody that I'm hunting with is in danger because they're freaking rednecks that just blast at sounds in the bushes, then I'll have a conversation, a negative one with them. But other than that, to each his own, you
1: know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, earlier this year I had conversations with people, and you ever see those, uh, you know, watch for motorcycles bumper stickers, things like that. Everybody's seen that, and you got motorcycles on the road, and you've always got that 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 jackass on the crotch rocket that's oh, splitting yeah. traffic, buzzing in and out, and it pisses everybody off. But you know who it pisses off more than anyone is the good motorcycle people, the people right. who are obeying the traffic laws, the people who are following the rules. Because all you're doing is setting a bad standard for everyone, so it's kind of like that that farmer or anything else. The bad hunters make all hunters look bad, yep. and so yeah. you know, 100%. when you're out there and you got good folks, like clearly you had some good people helping out your mom, helping out things there. That's awesome. That's the community that we want represented. 100%. Not you know, not a bunch of jackasses who are just out there to you know whatever do be unsafe, do some right. nasty shit, whatever. Uh, We like the good hunters, but, you know, that's a big problem. Like in Wisconsin, I got nowhere to hunt. The only way I'm going to hunt is if I come to Minnesota and Ken's or Mitch or somebody's going to take me somewhere because I'm not going to public land. Yeah. Because I've heard the nightmare stories. Right. You you know, you go there the night before, you scout it all out, you get your ground blind set up or you stand in the tree. You get everything all set. Then you get there the next day and somebody stole your shit. Right. Or somebody... It moved your shit or somebody is doing something that, and and frankly, I just don't want to deal with it. I'll just Mm -hmm. buy, I'll just buy land at some point and I'll do my own hunting that way, but it's kind of shitty, that that's what it's come to. It does. That's what I got to do. And so for your experience with, with, with public land hunting, you've had this land that your family has hunted for years. I mean, your life, your, your, your whole life, your family has been there. Is that the only public land you've ever hunted or do you find other things? more local for you to get out, scout it out. How does that work? So the hunting land that we rifle hunt on is our rifle hunting
2: tradition. And I bow hunted it a lot when I started bow hunting just because I knew it the Mm -hmm. most. I'd probably spent the most hours on that land up there because of the rifle weekend tradition. But I hunt a ton around here. Um, Lots of small public land. It all starts with a map. It starts one of two ways. It either starts with a map and you just go look at it Or conversations with people. Oh, you Mm -hmm. didn't know there's public land there? Yeah, if you drive down that road, you'll see a sign. That's all public down there. So those are the two ways that it always starts for me. Word of mouth or a map. Okay. And the number one thing you can do is go out there and look. I think a big trap that people fall into when they go to hunt public land, especially when you start talking deer hunting, deer openers, rifle openers, small game open those opening weekends, almost – not everyone, but a lot of public lands are a zoo, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially
2: the really good parcels and chunks, the well-known ones especially, easy access. If it's easily easily accessible and it's good stuff, there's going to be people there, especially early on in the season because everybody's antsy and wants to get sure. there. The, my favorite time to go scout is late season or after hunting season's over. Nobody's out there. You're not messing up anybody's hunt and you just kind of chill going into there and so here's a, here's a big thing with public land. You get into a, a big section of public land, you always get a lot of traffic close to the parking lot areas. And then once you start grinding it out and going in deeper, and that deeper could be 800 yards or 1,000 yards, not six miles or anything crazy like that. Yeah. But the deeper you go, the less pressure there is. And what i found is when you get that deep, if you do run into guys, they're just they're cooler about it. Nobody's like upset. Like I've hunted with guys where if they see another hunter while they're in their stand, well my hunt's over. They pack up and they leave the freaking woods.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's the dumbest thing you could do. If you've done the work to get out there and you're on public land, sit it out the rest of the day because crazy stuff happens all the time. That's the one thing like especially with rifle opener, guys are on the ground walking around all the time. You literally never know when something's going to come by you. So I think a lot of us get stuck in a rut of reading an article. Here's how it's supposed to go. wind has got to be perfect. This has got to align. That's got to align. Everything's got to be perfect. And then when some guy jacks it up by walking down the trail or setting up 200 yards from you, you just get it in your head like, oh, it's not going to work. It's not, this isn't how the articles say it goes. You just got to stick it out. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Well, I mean, you just shot like a completely different way of hunting this fall. Yeah, like you went out, you set up your deer stand. Yep, and then you stocked up on a buck yeah. on your way back home on yeah. public land.
2: Yeah, so I just had I just had a kid, my second kid, and I was hey congratulations, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a boy. Oh, there you yeah,
0: go.
1: So okay. My seeds work,
2: <laughs> but whoa, uh, whoa, 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 uh, <laughs> it used to work. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe <laughs> we'll get back. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back <laughs> to that one. We'll get back <laughs> to that <laughs> one. Another bag of frozen <laughs> peas, but uh, <laughs> I gotta get this bush light off my crotch (laughs) oh man but uh yeah so very limited time to hunt this fall and i knew that i practiced my bow a lot because i didn't want to miss because if i got one chance that's probably all i was gonna get what do you what do you shoot i shoot a matthews helium
4: okay yeah nice bow i used to back on our conversation matthews Matthews, man
2: yeah i heard you chatting about matthews yeah i they're fantastic
3: one sitting in that case right over there is there is
2: it the switchback
3: hope back O-pack. Older.
2: Oh, the, yeah, the one before the switchback. Yeah. yeah. So shorter
3: shorter limbs. I like it.
2: Yeah? You like that one better?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's a sweet bowl. at you see how tall he is?
2: Yeah, I get that.
0: Yeah, my draw length is like, sad. Like we're talking about youth bowls against Scott. He okay. got that one on sale for like $1.99 at Cabela's brand new. Oh, sweet.
3: No. <laughs>
1: no, I'm just kidding. Not <laughs> even <laughs> close. Yeah, I, I choose to be shorter than others to level the <laughs> <player>. Yeah. <So. laughs>
2: nice. Nice. Dude. That outback, so like, that was right about the time I got into bow hunting. I had a good neighbor and like hunting mentor that had bow hunted. Decided to get back into it. He bought the outback. Mm-hmm. I started with a uh, Hoyt ZR 200. It was from uh, got it for Christmas from uh, uh Gander Mountain, mm-hmm. and shot the big old aluminum arrows with it and all that stuff. But it worked. I shot tabs, finger tabs. No, um, no kidding. And uh, killed deer with it, man. But when I when I I went on a hunt with him, I probably had that bull for four or five years. I started working construction, so I I, I started earning money. Mm-hmm. And then I freaking missed a doe at 30 yards. And I don't know how I missed her. I just, I just shot right over the top of her. And I just – I had it in my head. It was my, it was my bowl's fault. It was my fault. There's no doubt <laughs> in my mind it was my fault. But in my freaking head, I bowl. said, yeah, <laughs> this freaking bowl's a piece of crap.
1: Like, apparently last
2: year it was great. And this year it's voodoo. So, yeah, I went, literally went out and I got back the next day and went and bought the Switchback XT. Yep. and there's something about like the outback and switchback right in those years, like Matthew had fully hit its stride. Yep. And they were the farthest ahead of anybody at that time. Yep, For sure. And I think I heard you guys on the first podcast talking about how technology's come so far like there's ten different brands that you'll shoot great, that shoot fantastic. Yeah. Great everything's
3: boats. very close. I do think Matthew's still a, ahead. Sure. Yep. But not like they were for the outback. Yeah, not switchback. by the
2: same miles that they were yeah. you know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, but there's so.
1: a confidence that comes. When, when you shoot the best, when you shoot the best, you feel like you can, you can not be the best yeah. and still, and still be competitive. Right. Because, you know, like, like my PSE, it's a great bow. Mm-hmm. I've shot it. Ken's, you shot it. You thought, I mean, your draw length is a good three feet longer than mine, <laughs> but, uh, but still it's a good bow, but I, it, I, I get no confidence from it. It's not what I wanted the Matthews, they've done the research, they've done what they needed to do, and it's a better product. Right. And even if others have caught up, they're still the ones blazing the trail. Right. So so what if everybody else caught up? So you're cool with the second place guy that's catching <laughs> up? You're cool <laughs> yeah, with the guy who copied. And so, you know, I mean in hindsight, I spent five hundred bucks, I got all my shit, yep. and uh, and it seems to work okay. But it it's not right. It's no. not it's not what I expected. Here's I think it comes down to this.
2: Especially now, with the way the bulls are now, go shoot as many as you can or at least pick them up. Mm-hmm. What bow do you pick up and do you feel like Rambo with? Which one do, makes you excited? You want to pick it up and be excited, whether it's a nope. gun or bow. Yeah. If that's Matthews for you, freaking shoot it. I mean, yep. you want to feel cool. You want to feel like a sniper with your bow. So some guys love their PSE, they love that big curved limb, you know, you know,
3: to each his own. So, yep, that's exactly what. Uh I talked about it at work with a guy and not so much bows, mm-hmm. but what you think. So like you pick up a bow, you're like a PSE and you're like, this thing's great. I love yeah. it. I did sign a Matthews. He looks at it as he calls it the wow factor. There you go. Yep. So yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. when, when he's hunting and he, he hunts in Wisconsin, he's got his own land. He, they manage it. And their neighbors manage it very well. Like they pass on like one thirties, like one thirties, one forties, and it's so. But he'll even if he has a deer that is that he's passed on something very similar. But if a buck walks out and he's like, if my heart's going, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do it. Yeah, even if I know I'm going for this other buck. Yep. But when this other one walks out, this may Mm -hmm. be a little bit smaller. Mm -hmm. He's like, if that gets my heart going, I'm taking that. Yeah, dude. 100%. And he's like, it, and I'm happy with it. Yep. Because everybody, everybody's completely different. Absolutely. You know, like if if he's out there shooting 140s and I go out there one day and shoot a 120, I've never shot a buck in my life. So if yeah. I see a 120, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's a monster. <laughs> like this thing is huge. It has like four points. It's
0: it's going down. Well, you know. percent man. Yeah. 100%. And, and comes, you'll be happy with it. And it comes with the mindset of, so you go out and you're bow hunting and you're in a, say, a buck only zone, right? Yep. And you see a doe, it's fun to watch. I mean, I can watch deer all damn day. But then your, your heart isn't pumping. Then all of a sudden you go to a zone where you can shoot anything. That doe walks out, your heart is you're pumping. It's just that, that thing in your head where it's, I can shoot this. Right. So your heart an is, option. Your heart is pumping at a million miles a minute because you know that you can shoot that. Yep. And it's, I mean, back to, like you said before, you practice. Mm Because you know that you want to make it count. And that's the biggest thing with bow hunting. Right. Is you have to shoot at least three times a week because I'm a big believer if I'm going to take a shot, it's going to be the right shot. If I miss, that's fine. Yep. But if I hit it, I want to make sure I hit it somewhere somewhere. Where it's gonna die? Die quickly. Scratch the last two bucks I've shot. <laughs> one was in the ass. The other one was in the chest. But they both only ran forty yards, thanks to the Rage Extreme. Right. <laughs> rage, they, yeah, baby. Oh, Rage! I love. I love Rage. A luck
2: factor, but you still got it. Right? That's
0: that's. And if I if it would have ran off, and I would have been super pissed because, I mean, I'm like any other hunter. I don't want the thing to suffer. No. I want it to be a smooth, fast, easy kill. Right. If it runs 300 yards, that's fine. But as long as it's a good, you know, it dies fast, right? that's fine. I don't want to shoot the thing and it's suffering and you're running like, after it for three days or no. whatever it is. It's bedding down four times and then you give up. It's like, no. <laughs> you get your ass out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> 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 but, like, I mean, that's the it just comes down. That could. Yeah. It just comes down to it. Like, you have to practice. And like we've done things when Matt, and Mitch, they took a year off duck hunting.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We come up here, we'd shoot. I mean, we'd shoot a lot of bows, and then we do like random stuff, like let's do ten push-ups, right? And then get up and shoot because like, or oh, let's run to the woods and back, yeah, to get your adrenaline up to what it's like when you're shooting, right? And I mean, that's great that's, practice. That's I mean, why I, I just I love the the sport of bow hunting. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole different ball game, and I've never—I mean, I've gone rifle hunting. I've never shot a deer rifle, but just that up and close personal—you have to make this shot, right? You—you absolutely have to. to It's more execute for sure. Yeah, and
1: it's—I don't know—it's something. Well, it's like Seth was saying though. There's a confidence that comes. I mean, Ken's—you were saying you gotta get up to three times a week, and you gotta practice, and you gotta have confidence in your own skills, and that's there, and that's great. But you got to have confidence in your rage extreme. You contribute your success to your hardware, to to your product that you were using. That's important. Matthews, the the PSE, whatever you love, you got to know that after you sit there daydreaming and watching that dough walk through, and then daddy comes through and you're ready to take that fucker down, (laughs) you got to know that you're confident in your skills and your equipment. You're confident in everything. You feel like you, you are fucking Superman in this moment. <laughs> you can do whatever you need to do because otherwise, you know, you get like Superman was a we vegan went out. And, you know, I was, you know, I, I, I was not confident. I was, I was pretty confident in the equipment. I wasn't very confident in myself. I wasn't very confident in a lot of things. It was my first time out. But confidence, in the end, costs some button bucket's dick, and that's. <laughs> a, I cannot wait to hear that another, episode, man. That's a story for another <laughs> time, and, and and we'll go ahead and let that be the running <laughs> joke in Minnesota of the time that Scott shot the dick off a of button buck. But uh, but there's a lot of confidence you need to have in yourself and your equipment and in, in everything, and confidence is everything. And, and you know, that, I mean, that's what you're speaking to, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and. I couldn't agree more. Like confidence is absolutely everything because when you when you're practicing, one day you'll be dead on, heart shot, heart shot, heart shot. The next day you come back and you start shooting, and all of a sudden you're high up here. You're <laughs> in, you're hitting in the fucking liver. Yep. You're all over, and then you're getting mad. And <laughs> Colby, <call
4: me. laughs> R.I.P. And then R. Uh,
0: <laughs> too soon, too soon. Um, but no, and then like for me, I've had that happen multiple times, and then. That night, I go hunting, and you're sitting in the stand, and you're just and like, your head. and you're like, well, where am I going to hit it? Right. Luckily, I haven't had a deer come out that I had to shoot, but then you, the next day, you go back, and you're right on it, and like with bull hunting, you're putting, you know, you have your kisser, you're putting it in the wrong spot, you're shaking your, your yep. arms in a different position, there's so many other freaking things that so many things. happen.
3: Your beard's in the way.
0: Beard, yeah, dude, that was a thing. Yeah, last year I had a pretty nice beard, and I <laughs> <laughs> if I do
1: say so myself, yeah, <laughs> it <a> nice beard, <laughs> dude, it,
0: I let it go for a year, but like I was I cited the thing in like four times, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then uh, the rut stash came in effect, and, and I then, shaved everything oh, off oh, to a baby. mustache, and I had to recite it in. And it was right on. Like I my beard was hitting the string and as it was it going and it was and it kept going in different directions. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it had just this clear thing. Right. And it was great. And then I shot that eight pointer, but it was walking, but it yeah. died. Um
2: <laughs> Yeah. I think the biggest mistake I make and to this day I still make it is I'll practice all of you know, a good chunk of July, August, September gets here, both seasons here. Still practicing a lot, but I never practice enough in my hunting gear with the bulky jacket or with the safety yep. harness. On, yep. It feels so different because I, if I hunt in a stand, I wear a safety harness. Yep. And it feels so different drawing a bow when you're tethered to a tree. Like, yep. if you've ever done it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, I should do way more of that kind of practice.
0: But you don't need to shoot 50 arrows. No, no, just you, enough to make you it comfortable. Yeah, like when we're right. saying practice, shoot six arrows. Like, you yeah. don't have to... I
2: legitimately shoot... Like, this summer, I was the most prepared I've ever been for shooting. I was confident out to 50 yards. I mean, confident. And I was shooting three to four days a week, and I'd shoot probably about a dozen arrows Yeah, you, every, every time I shot. Yeah, because we,
0: we we went to the Archie range and did a little competition at 50. Yeah. And you were hitting a pie plate at 50 yards. Yeah. And yeah. I was and I got over better. the freaking I was board. better. Yeah, you, you know, were right By the time right the season
1: on. got there, so... Well, but it's important. There's uh there's an expression. Uh, some many years ago, I ran a half marathon. Nice. I, I ran. A half marathon. <laughs> you finished I, fantastic. I suffered through a half marathon. Hey, man! I, I threw out curse words as I as I fell apart <laughs> 13 miles straight. Were there tears? There, there were more than tears. There was blood. There was tears. Thank God for that girl in the yoga pants. I never <laughs> would have made it. But, uh, but uh, as I was training, there was an expression that I saw that was nothing new on race day. And nothing new on race day means you don't have new shoes, you don't put on shorts you've never worn before, don't buy a special outfit. Because what you've trained for, you've trained in these clothes, in these shoes, in this whatever. It's the same thing with hunting. You trained... With these arrows, with these broadheads, with the w- in this outfit, with with that beard, uh, <laughs> you've trained like this. So when you get out there for the real thing, you do the real thing the way you trained for it. You know, you don't, right. you, don't you don't you don't go and get fancy new Sitka gear for the first day of hunting and then find out that you're too fat for it. And the zipper <laughs> keeps coming undone. <laughs> I'm not saying that happened. I'm not saying. That. <laughs> Uh, you know it's not something you do because if you go to the range 3 4 times a week and you shoot 12 arrows every time and you're and you're good up to 40 yards and then that fucking Sitka thing can come in. Again, not saying that happened but uh, uh, but I mean it's important because when the moment happens, uh, muscle memory comes into play and you don't want to you don't want all your training to go to shit just because you decided right. to be fancy on 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 hunt day. Yep. You know? So and this it takes years of
2: experience, especially if you're young and getting into this stuff, you practice so well before you ever get into the scenario of a big buck or a buck of any kind or a doe, you think you're prepped. But that muscle memory thing that everybody talks about, all the pros talk about, 100% it's the truth. Yep. Like sure. I have screwed up so many deer because I I didn't, I practiced enough where I was like, yeah, I can kill a deer, but not enough where the muscle memory was there. So in the moment of truth, I get excited, man. If I know it's a deer I'm gonna pull back on, I mean, I, I borderline black out half the time. I get so excited. And that muscle memory is going to make you make the shot or not, 100%, if you get that excited. So
0: so back on this deer on public land this yep. fall. Oh, sure. So did that muscle memory play 100%. a huge uh, like factor okay. in it? Actually,
2: or? so this scenario was way different. So most time, as a bow hunter, you go out and you hang your stand. And then you sit in the stand for a couple hours and then a deer comes by right this particular day limited time hunting this season um i had like two hours before dark so i took my stand ran it into the woods hung it in a tree and then ran out i, I was back there about a mile so two you know two miles round trip hung, hung the stand got out of there
3: so you didn't have your bow with you i did oh so okay.
2: another thing i've learned over the years if it's hunting season you should if you're going in the woods have your bow with you for that scenario. If you don't have it, a deer is gonna step out at 20 yards and stare at you for 30 minutes. Like it's happened too many times. So hawk, like logging in my bow and stand and all that stuff, going two miles. I had pheasant hunted for two hours before that, right? And so I had spent a lot of energy doing that. Get back to the truck and I'm kind of still hunting on my way out. Get back to the truck. Oh good, I got time to go get the kids from daycare you know, and, and then make suffer for, for the wife, my, my angel, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I get back to my truck. She's not going to listen. Uh, no, she stopped listening an hour ago. But,
4: uh,
2: um, so I get back to my truck and I'm pretty gassed. I'm, I'm literally in blue jeans and my bird hunting gear. Cause I was pheasant hunting. The deer stand hanging was an afterthought. Um, I get in the truck to drive out and on my drive out of this public land, I'm looking down these rows of pine trees and sure, sure enough, I catch a glimpse of a deer. I was like, Holy frick. That freaking that was a deer about hundred yards down there. So I back the truck up. And I'm like, yeah, it's a deer. Pull back ahead. I text the wife cause I was supposed to go get the kids from daycare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just text her. I see a deer. I'm going to try to stalk it. Wish me luck. And to her credit, I got a text back right away saying, good luck. Right?
4: She's and that boring. was kind of
2: my way of saying I'm probably not going to be picking up the kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so She's being so, facetious. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Okay, I guess I got <laughs> to pick the kids up from getting her. Uh, so, I get, I get out of the truck. And long story short, I make a stock on this deer. I probably stocked about... Uh, oh, it was down there about 100 yards. I closed the distance about 40 yards. And then it, it worked its way towards me and then across this row of pine trees that I was in. And... It was archery hunting. I'm talking out of all my archery hunting experiences. It's probably one of the most calm times I've ever had. Mm-hmm. He stepped out and there, uh, there was a little bit of, of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I'm trying to hurry things up in my mind, like a little bit of, uh, uh underbrush or? no, no, no. Uh, I'm speeding things up too quick. Like, I can tell I'm getting a little little excited. Oh, ahead of yourself. Yeah, ahead of myself because I can't range where he's going to be because there's some limbs and stuff. Um, So I'm I'm having a slight panic moment, but for the most part, Coleman's as a cucumber. And that (laughs) sucker steps out, and I was confident he was at about 45 yards, give or take a few yards. And, dude, it's the farthest I've ever shot a deer with my ball. But I had practiced, and like I said, I was solid out to 50. So I just drew back, and I think everything leading up to this moment had I just gotten to the woods and that scenario happened, I would have been, you know, way more excited and shook up. But I had spent so much energy doing a little pheasant hunting earlier that day and hanging my stand that I think it just kind of calmed me down. I would I had spent all that energy, so it all just kind of came together, right? Yep. But yeah, let the lesson be this: if you're going out to hang a stand or scout or just take a leak in the woods and it's bowl season and you got your bowl with you, take it in the woods. Yeah. Cause if I had left that thing at home, never would've got that deer. So,
0: so he's at 45 yards.
2: Yeah. So he's at 45 yards. Well, that's what I shot him for. I'm very confident in my shooting this season. I hit him higher than I anticipated by about four inches. Knowing my bowl, I think he was more like 40 yards. So I think I held, you know, I was, I was a little high on him. So I hit him a little high but a solid shot. I knew right away. I was like, oh, that's a dead deer. So I got excited. Text, text my buddy. Called the wife right away. Like, I freaking just got this deer. Um, so you're going to have to go get the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she doesn't get it. So she made a few other comments. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I called Kenny. I was like, dude, you shot a freaking deer. And he's like, no way. And like, my, I called my other buddy and my brother. Because I had just talked to him before I went out in the woods. And um, so I called them first. They couldn't believe it. And I called Kenny. And because you had just gotten back from your freaking walleye s- oh, yeah, lizard
0: extravaganza. Yeah. And yeah.
2: I, I him up and he answered the phone. Like, Oh, oh. like he sounded like hell. Like <laughs> you were sick and been boozing for five days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, going. I was like, I just shot a deer. He goes, what? I was like, yeah, dude. I and I told him the story quick and I could tell his body didn't want to go, but he <laughs> yeah. but he's like, Dude, you wanted me to come out? I was like, "Yeah, come on." <laughs> and he, you had your cousin with you or something? Yep. You didn't even say, "Hey, you
0: want to go?" You're like, "Hey, we're gonna go track a deer." So that's like, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, uh, I, well, I had to talk the fiance because oh, that right. I was gone for a week, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, by the way, I got home." And I'm like, <laughs> was her birthday like?" The it was her day? birthday was the next day, yeah. So it's kind of the same, <laughs> oh, situation. yeah. That's like, right, yeah. <laughs> so it was her birthday it was the next day, and I was like, "Oh, I no, I've been gone for a week, but." Uh, Seth just shot a buck, and uh, he needs some help. And she's like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to go help him. Well, you've been gone. And I'm like, yeah, but every time I call Seth, he, you know, he's running right away, kind of like what we were talking about before. Like, I she, like it. And then she's like, you know what? Go.
1: Cool. She's like, nice. That's uh, he, why you're like,
0: marrying her. Yeah, exactly. But she's like, Seth helps you. You guys, you know.
1: You know, I think it's funny. <laughs> no, <part. laughs>
0: no, she. No, Honestly, she was completely okay with it. She's like, you know what? Just yeah, go help him. And I'm like, all right. So then we. She's just saving it. Oh, she's yeah. she's rolling that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Ten years down the road, she'd be like, Do you remember
3: <laughs> when Seth shot a deer before my birthday? And you'd be like, God damn it. You're just not reliable. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd show me a little bit of that. No.
0: So like, so like when he when he called, we we're at my uncle's house. We're getting a hay wagon ready for her birthday. So I drove home, which was I don't know five minutes away, and I told her about this, and she's like, "Oh, when are you gonna be home?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's, it depends on how long right. it takes." And uh, within the five ten minutes I was talking to her, I had about five texts from Seth. Are you coming? Where oh, are you going? Where job. are you at? Like I'm like, damn, <laughs> i, it was I was like, planning? Yeah. <laughs> like I understand <laughs> the excitement, I, and I'm like, obviously I wasn't mad, but I'm like, right. So he called me. He's like, where are you at? I'm like, we're just leaving the house. I got, you know, some gut and stuff if you don't have it. And he's like, oh, I got it. I'm oh, like, all I- right, <laughs> you're, you're ready to go. But then, like, he's like, well, drive on this road, and then a truck will be on the side of the road, four ways will be on, you come by, flash your lights, I'll get in front of you, and you just follow me to the deer. I'm like, oh. It sounded like the easiest way to do it. Yeah. So, like,
4: yeah, Flash sure. your lights, tell them yeah. it's on.
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's on. The drug deal's on. It's so like, <laughs> sure as shit. I'm driving down the road. There's that truck, flash of lights, and there's a car in front of me, and it was pretty close in front of me. And I thought he was going to smoke the side of this car. <laughs> like, he just, <laughs> right in front of me. <laughs> I'm very confident in my
2: vehicle. and I knew my, I, I knew my spaces were fine. So.
0: I, have, I have muscle memory.
4: Yeah, so so like,
2: muscle
0: memory. So then we go to where we parked the car, and he's, and he's got this big story. He's like, I was sitting here. I saw the buck over there. I crawled in the ground. <laughs> Ranged it. Then I crawled on my stomach some more, and then I got behind all this underbrush and I pulled up and I shot and I just smoked it. And I'm like, "Oh, cool! This, you smoked it. Yeah. It'll be an easy track." So we get up to the arrow. The arrow is absolutely covered in blood. And then that yeah. was the first deer you shot with, with the, the rage. rage. Yeah. Was it the hypodermics? Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's complete. There's, I mean, there's blood everywhere in ten feet. And we're like, "Oh, okay, this." Yeah, this won't, this won't take long. Yeah. There's probably I don't know half an hour left to light. We start walking. Nothing. I mean, there's no it blood. Into Seth's credit, he's walking. I'm like, or he's not really walking. He's on his hands and knees, looking like Pretty every much, pine man. needle there is.
2: Yeah, and that, So that's the other thing. In this in this area, it's all tall white, like jack pines and white pines, and. There's, n- there's barely a leaf in sight. There's a mm-hmm. couple undergrowth, like scrub oaks and stuff, but there's basically no leaves. The occasional patch of grass and then just dead pine needles. And I mean, you can see blood on that stuff. If it's bleeding good, you're fine. But this was not that scenario.
0: Yeah. So we're walking forever. And then he's like, oh, here's a, here's a, here's a spot I run over there. And there's literally one drop of blood on a single pine needle. And I'm like, oh,
2: I've God. tracked a lot of deer, and I was surprised at half the blood we found. Yeah. Like, wow, good for us. We found <laughs> it, like, seriously, well, man, And that's the thing is
0: I thought he was going to get mad at me because he's on his hands and knees, and I'm like, I ain't fucking doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not getting down. Like, I'm not fucking. So then I'm You're like. You're a deer. I, yeah. I'm like, so, like, that's what I thought. I'm like, if I'm a deer, there's thicket over there. It's clear over here. I'm going to run this way. So, like, I started, like, walking over here. And then I'm like, oh, here's a little spot. I'm like, it's working out pretty damn good. It did work good. And that was, I don't know, probably 60 yards away. I found like it was bleeding on a couple of these a little higher up. I'm like, that's a pretty good sign. That means that it was a decent shot. We keep looking, we keep looking. And it took, what, an hour and a half, two, three hours? It was
2: just shy of two hours from the time we started tracking. And, okay, so I'm kind of a tracking Nazi, I Mm -hmm. guess. I'm like, freaking take it slow. We're not, run, we're not chasing this deer down. If it's dead, it's dead. We'll find it. But the, the worst thing you can do is trample over your blood trail, right? Yep. And I yep. knew it was a hard blood trail. So I know you make, you make it sound like you just instantly were doing it, but you were patient with me. <laughs> we look real close. But after, after the third drop of blood we found, and we got 15, 20 yards in between blood drips, like it's pretty obvious Like it's going to take a while to cover some ground here. So I would do more detail looking, and and you would too, out to about ten fifteen yards, and then he would start his larger circles. And multiple times, you would find a drop quite away from the last sight.
0: Yeah, it. I'm not an expert deer tracker. Like if I ever shoot a deer and it's not a good spot, the first person, no offense, Mitch or Matt, is Seth. Like he's.
4: It's just got I've it, just shot a lot yeah,
0: of deer. And he's seen got a lot it of down. He brings streams. the toilet paper. He puts the toilet paper on the last spot where you know you find the blood, and then all of a sudden you're it's dark out. You got your flashlights, it's like, oh, where's that last spot? You look down the trail, and it's like, okay, it was there. So maybe we got to go here 15 feet, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, there's there's I, a spot. People
2: laugh at the idea. I'm telling you, if you people don't use toilet paper to track, especially if you're going into a night hunt, but even a day hunt, like if it's a really good blood trail just put one or two out every 10 20 yards but like in this scenario where it's drop by drop that was a lifesaver because once it's dark you don't know what direction you're facing no. yeah. how many how we probably spent just as much time looking backwards at the trail we had come on and that deer basically ran a straight line
0: yeah it, yeah
2: until he died
0: well so, yeah and then that's so we're looking and all of a sudden i don't know if it was cody or you but there was a, a tree that was just absolutely covered in blood I mean, it, yeah, it was, was me that
2: found it. because yeah. we, uh, we We're 30 yards from the last spot or whatever it was, and uh, nothing, nothing. And I'm looking for a drip here and a drip. And I just happened to look up, and there's a basketball sized smear. Basketball <laughs> sized smear. Your tummy go- is
0: uh, grumbling. It is? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my bad. I'm, <laughs> I'm hangry. Um, <laughs>
2: basketball sized smear of blood on the side of this pine tree. And right away, I was like,
0: he's freaking dead.
2: I was like, a deer doesn't scratch its bloody wound hole on a tree. If he hit a tree like that, he's stumbling. I said that right away. Well, and yeah. Then, and then we couldn't find anything else. Like, we're doing little circles and like, what what the F? How is that much blood on that tree and we can't find this deer? And so me and Kenny are, are working that straight line theory because of the toilet paper. And we're out and your cousin's like, hey, here he is. I think he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> here he is right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah, sure we're, enough, he had tipped yeah. over like.
0: We're classy, too. Yeah,
2: 12 <laughs> yards to well, the right and of that And that's spot. what
0: I thought it was crazy is, so I <laughs> must have been standing a foot away from that deer. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. he went this way, and I'm standing thinking about where the way, where this deer went. And if I would have looked right behind my feet, it was dead. And I'm just like, what the-? like, I don't know how I didn't yep. smell it. And then like you said, the, what is it? The 90 degree turn. The death turn, man. Yeah, the it, death yeah. turn. I've never heard of that. Oh, and yeah. with the doe I shot earlier this year, that's exactly what it was. We had a bunch of snow on the ground. We're tracking it, we're tracking it. And all of a sudden you get to the end of this field and a 90 degree turn. There it is. There it it's is. dead. And that yep. was the same with that buck. Yep. He hit this tree. He went 10 more yards, 90 degree turn. And he hid behind, like, a little bit of underbrush.
2: Yep. They almost always find a way to crash into some bushes. Yeah, stupid. It Plenty. was.
0: That Man. was pretty. That was a fun. That it
2: was, was a, fun, but I was stressed out for a while. I and, was too. And, and so, like, just to recap, my shot looked great, but I knew. I said right away, I think it's a little high, right? Yeah. That sucker bled out. That's, that deer was dead within five minutes. But once we got there and inspected, the freaking hole on that deer was massive. But it was so high, what I ended up doing was I, I cut... Uh, the artery that runs along the spine, just under the spine, and I got the top of one of his lungs. Yep. And he bled out. He was full of blood, but when you shoot a deer that high, especially when hunting on the ground, uh, that blood's got to boil up and fill that cavity before it starts coming out. If it cut it just right, it might have sprayed out sideways when you hit that, that artery or whatever. But um, basically, he had to fill up with the blood before he started bleeding appropriately, and he was dead by the time that started happening.
0: And that's as crazy. I never thought of that right like and then when you you know you gutted it there's all like the first cut there's blood all over the place and i'm like i never thought of the fact that if you hit it high it's got to fill the cavity and then like because you hit it in the lungs it's obviously it's gonna pour out because it's a low shot right but then when you hit it a little high and it filled up and then that's when the deer hit the tree yep is where it spooled out and i'm like it's crazy it's a good lesson like if you hit it high you might not find blood. You might not like find blood, but keep going.
2: Keep going. I know a lot of guys, especially early in your hunting career, a lot of guys would have given up on that blood trail, or they would have gone 20 yards because of the early blood looked good. Like like you said, the first 10 feet, there was massive, a fair amount of blood. Arrow looked great. And so they would have gotten excited, ran out farther, faster, no blood, no blood. What the heck, I must uh, hit the dead zone. And they just would have given up. And even in an open pine tree scenario like that, as hard as he was to find, you it's really hard to just start zigzagging and hope you're going to find a body. thats It's got to be your last resort. Your best bet is to find blood even when it's painstaking, you know, in most scenarios. Yeah, so.
0: no, that was the first hard, like, trail I've had to try to find. Yeah, it was a tough and one. And I knew we were going to find it. I just but when I was getting frustrated. Like you said it was two hours right? and I felt like shit. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm like, yeah. I hope we find this thing in the next five minutes. And then you just, you gotta keep going. Keep yeah. going. Yep. And if you shoot a deer and if you know it's obviously, we didn't know if it was well, bedding if you made, down if you, or. If you right. know it's a good shot, like you, even yeah. if you're not fine, like, like right. you hit it high,
3: but you knew it was a good shot. It's definitely filling with blood, right. but it's not bleeding out like it technically should. But if you're confident in your shot, you need to grind Absolutely. it out. You need to grind it out and find right. that deer. And, and goes back to what
2: Scott said with the equipment, I had a broadhead that I had never shot before, but everybody knows the story with Rage. You yeah. guys have been shooting Rage. I've seen the holes you have put in your deer. I was like, this freaking thing's got a bigger hole in it than I ever would have put in with any of my old equipment. I had the Luminox set up. So I, I had very – it was a 50-yard shot. 20 yards, it's hard to – shoot properly and see where your arrow went. You know what I mean? You shoot, yeah, you don't want to be looking for it. Yeah, you don't it. want to be looking for it. But on that long a shot, I shot, had my follow-through, and I was – that deer never ducked. It was a very clear visual of where that arrow hit. I felt great about it. Yeah. So all those things combined, I knew that deer was dead. We, it just was a harder find than it should have been. Yeah. And, and he, he died in five minutes. I, I don't feel any remorse that that thing suffered. He ran and died, like, on the run, basically. Yeah, so, what,
0: what do he What'd he go? He went 170 yards? yards. Oh, it was 170. Yeah, because I mapped because
2: really? I, I used Onyx. Go ahead and sponsor us, Onyx. <laughs> but, uh, I used Onyx and uh, uh, tracked it. Um, if, and, we keep yeah, it saying,
3: 100- if we just keep saying people, they're never going to
1: sponsor us. These idiots are just going to say us, anyways.
2: To to no, uh, but uh, 170 yards he ran as a crow flyer straight. And the biggest reason, like, I've shot deer in the femoral already the back leg and they've died in 40 yards and i hit his main artery underneath his spine and he bled out fast but he went a long ways i only got part of the lung had i centered up his lungs he wouldn't have gone that far i'm sure no. of that but you know it's just one of those hits Live well, and learn yeah I gotta go take a leap
0: <laughs> yeah that's fine
2: uh, <laughs> but like my purple balls are <laughs> <laughs> but it,
0: but it comes back to like what we were talking about earlier is the bad hunters how many guys like we're not Obviously, us three and you being a new hunter.
1: Me being Scott. Yeah, Scott,
0: (laughs) Scott, you being a new hunter, like, you don't give up. Regardless of where that deer goes, you keep looking. Like, I, I think there's, I don't know the exact number, but I think there's more than I would like that they would, on Seth's deer, go that 30 yards, look for 10, 15 more minutes, and then give up yeah but like we're out there for two hours looking, and he's on his hands and knees looking and finding little tiny drips on one pine needle, yeah, and that's it's nuts, like yeah, uh, I don't know, it's just
3: like I said before like if if you're confident in your shot like if you if you know you might have scraped that deer or shot the nuts off of it, like you might you're probably not gonna look that <laughs> long for
1: it. <laughs> shot the nuts Off of it uh, okay. <laughs> Shot the dick Hold on I... The whole dick It was stuck <laughs> in a tree I saw
4: it <laughs> no, <I'm> like... <laughs> But
3: like You're not gonna look for it That Long As much as I would I would say like You need to Find everything But like Yeah
2: It's You're, you're If you think you made a poor shot You're mentally broken Before you even start tracking That's the problem True. Right Yeah I've seen a lot of poor shots That actually led to deer the hard thing is, you never know when it's a good time to quit. You know no. what I mean? That's the hard part. Like and
3: I, I've personally never done it where we haven't we we've, we've always found our deer. Yep. But we haven't shot that many bow hunting where we had sure. to track a lot. Like right. I mean, most of I mean, we've shot in a few bow hunting, but most of them gone forty yards yep. maybe. But like the rest of our deer that we have shot have been all rifle season. Sure. So, I mean, you shoot it, you watch, I mean, you could, it goes and you can watch it fall. Yeah. Like we, so it's tough for me to say like, when do you call it? I'm the type right. of person where I'm going to grind it out and I'm, I, I attempted to shoot this deer. I'm going to grind it out because I'm not going to leave some, I'm the same way with ducks. Like I've,
2: you drop one on the cattails, you're, breaking you're looking for it. it. Yeah. For and, thing, and it's right? a
3: nightmare. It's like, you're, it's a needle in a haystack almost, but you're like, right. I have to put in a solid effort to find this. Right. stupid duck but you shot it you yeah. shot it you need to go
1: find it you need to, well you know thing is Seth I'm gonna I'm gonna break the ice on this so Ken's and I went hunting last year mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's my first time uh, ever actually going I, I, I had my own bow we, we got up we were out we were out at like 5 a.m. and uh, we were sharing his ground blind uh, we got all set up we were out there for a couple of hours I don't know if that did anything. I don't think it did. Nope. So are you stroking his mic? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm the tech guy. Mitch, Mitch, are you kissing my ear? Bite <laughs> <laughs> uh, right the earlobe. Right ear I am not sure what I, I'm not sure what I did there. But uh but anyway, so we're out there and and actually let me backtrack because this wasn't Saturday morning. This was this was Friday night. Um, and so we had actually gotten out there at like 2 p.m. Um, not this wasn't this wasn't the early morning. So this was the first night. Oh, yeah. So it's like 2 p.m. We get out. We sit up there for like two hours, mm-hmm. and uh, before we see anything, and, you know, a lot of blue jays, a lot of squirrels, oh, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of the stories you hear. It's my first time with it, and it's like, ooh, what was that? Oh yeah. And he's like nothing. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, I'm a total idiot because the whole time I'm like, ooh. I got to pee. And he's like, again? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Jesus, go out the back then and shut up. You can pee out the back? <laughs> well, yeah,
4: because
0: we had your
1: your double bowl. Oh, nice. Blind. So he's
0: – it was driving me nuts. I mean, he was – for his first time, like, I'm very – even at ground blind where they can't see you, you sit, you sure. don't move, and you just watch the nature. nature. And that
1: being said <laughs> – He literally fidgeted for 45 (laughs) fucking minutes before I got, like, I got in there and I sat completely still. Like, I wouldn't make a sound because I didn't want anything. So I sat completely still. The whole time, he's... He's digging for a chew. He's in his backpack. He's getting his little piss bucket. He's got his little rattly, rattly horns. He's, he's getting everything set, but he's making so much fucking noise. And then, and then, and then, don't, don't, don't reach for me. And then, like... I shifted my chair ever so slightly. He's like, "Shh!" But he's so mad, and 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 I'm trying to wear this 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 mask on my face and all this stuff. And like in the dead silence, and I'm like, "Okay, finally, we're both quiet. I'm doing everything correct." And he leans over to me and he goes, "Breathe out of your fucking mouth."
0: I mean, yeah, because he's sitting there and all you hear is a whistling in his <laughs> one nostril and I'm just like so just true. let it go just uh, let it go you didn't
1: let it go uh, no. I and then do it. all of a
0: sudden my 45 minutes of fidgeting is me grabbing supplies for the hunt <laughs> and he's coming out here in his brand new Sitka gear that unzips
1: all the time you didn't know that until right <laughs> <laughs> now and, and so anyway so we're sitting there and and despite him being a complete jackass, everything was going okay. <laughs> and uh, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ken's, but uh, this little button buck comes in, and I don't. I, it was the next day that a doe came in, yep. right? Yep. But so this little button buck comes in, and we sit and watch him for a while, and we've been out there for maybe two hours, and I'm. In my mind, I'm freezing ass cold, okay. and so this guy comes in and I start shivering because I'm so cold. Yeah, my hands are shaking and everything's shaking. In hindsight, yeah, I wasn't that cold. I
4: sure. was jacked up because yeah, this guy's 100%. about
1: 40 yards, and uh, and we're pretty excited. And I got I got you know I got the Luminot yep. all, all queued up. I got everything all ready. and he's kind of whispering over. It. He's like, you know, just wait a minute. You know, like. <laughs> Be patient. Right. You know, yeah. and this and that. And so uh, the guy gets close. Uh, he's maybe 36, 35. Uh, 35 yards, about 35 okay. yards. And uh, quick,
2: quick question What was your range? So, like, what do you feel confident that's at? That's
0: exactly what I was going to say. So, I always practice at 40 yards. He showed up. I don't know. You got there like noon. Yeah. And because we got off work early, yep. we get off at 11. So he got there at about noon, and I was shooting. I'm like, why don't you, we're going to be in a ground blind, sit in this chair, shoot. He shot three arrows at 40, and I thought he was going to uh, Robin Hood. It. Oh, fantastic. Like, they were all right there. I'm like, Out of the blind? Yeah. No, just like in the driveway on yeah. the folding chair. I'm like, dude, you're, fantastic. you're solid. Like, yep. that's really nice. And he doesn't shoot his bow that much, but, I mean, he has a PSC, and it's a lot newer than mine. Yeah, absolutely. But Like, I'm like, you're good to 30, 30 yep. yards. And I and the first thing that I thought when I told him I was thirty five <clears throat> is back to we'll eventually get it to it is when you went hunting in Wyoming oh, with sure. your mom and the deer was farther than you said, but right you don't get that confidence. So I am like, it's thirty five, just breathe, shoot it, a like right in between your two pins. Yep, between your thirty and forty pin, put that right in the lungs and just shoot. Yep, and. Yeah, I'll let him finish the rest of
1: the story. Oh, man, what happened? Well, anyway, I don't, I don't so, remember the story. So so we were here, and, yeah, I we had everything set at uh, above 40 yards, and I was very confident in 40 yards. And I had been uh, to the range probably three, four times, and it wasn't 12 arrows. It was three, four times where I was out of the house. I was pretty yep. happy I was out of the house. So we're talking like 30, 40. Yeah. Uh, really getting it in. Uh, Interestingly enough, about the recurve bow guy that I brought up at some point, uh, that last time before I went there, there was a guy who made his own recurve bow, had his own turkey feathers that he had made there, and he and I had talked for a while, and he wasn't as much of a jackass as I guess I had let on, but he... Still jackass, <laughs> all arrogant about it. as arrows were like tree trunk size around, and, and I'm like, oh, nice bow. What is that new? And it's like a eat a dick. <laughs> uh, but but so once we're out uh, in the blind and everything's there, and you know I've never done this, so right. there's adrenaline going. There's you it's know, all new. Fear, there's there's. Like, am I doing this right? And it's not just I've never done it before, but I'm with Ken's. I'm on his land. I don't know. And so there's a lot of things happening all at once. But he's about 35. Mm-hmm. And I'm sighted in at about 40. And so I recognize that, you know, depends and being what they are. You know, I, I, need to, I need to adjust appropriately. And so I get it all back. And I recognize that the one, one big mistake I made was I took in a deep breath and I held it. And, and I you know, you got to release as you release. Uh, And I get that, but it's my first time and whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, at the yardage he was at, I had it back. He said, go ahead and take it. I let it go. I feel like the string made, it was like the base of a gangster's car. Like, (laughs) boom, (laughs) like it it seems so, in my head now, it seems so loud. But as I released the arrow, uh, that little button buck, he jumped. Just a little bit forward, okay, and uh, and so as we watched the arrow with Illuminat go through, it was back about a foot, if not a foot and a half, from where I felt I had arrowed or uh, I had aimed. Yep, and uh, and it was down maybe maybe two inches. Okay, uh, ended up just a little bit lower than I had expected, which I was I the whole time I was at the range I was sighting in at fifteen. Nah, I was sighting in a 20, 30, 60. Okay. Because I thought I was Johnny Big Show. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was in between two of the points uh, on the site. And uh, and so th- the fact that it was a little low is whatever. So when it went through, I had aimed right at the guts. And where I watched the arrow land was right about an Two inches, maybe forward of its hind legs, okay, just <laughs> below the belly, <laughs> and so just I below. shoot, and and you know he didn't jump, he didn't uh, he didn't freak out. He he, he kind of casually looked over, like, "What are you serious?" <laughs> uh, like and and kind of casually wandered off as though laughing at me, and uh, and so I was like, "Ooh, let's go." And he's like, no, you don't go right now. We still got like two hours of hunting. And I'm like, God damn it, let's go. What the fuck is wrong with you? And so he's like, no, we need to wait. I'm like, this is bullshit. Get off your chair. What are we doing? You know, like I did something here. And he's like, shut the fuck up. Sit still. Start breathing through your mouth again. And we're not going anywhere. And yeah. <laughs> and and so and I'm like, well, but if anything else comes, I can't take it because what if I got him? And he's like, uh, not about you, <laughs> and, uh, you know. And so yeah, you know, like this whole this whole incident. And so finally, a couple hours goes by, and uh, and we walk up there and we're like, well, I missed him. I shot him low. I shot him under under him. Yep. So it just got under him. So it's no big deal. So finally, uh, it's it's about it's about dark, and we go over there and we pick up the arrow. And we look at it, and it's got some mucus on it, a couple of little white hairs. And he's like, well, I think you got a piece of them. And I'm sitting there looking at it, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking about where I got it. And I'm like, god damn it. I shot his dick off. And, and, And I'm like, think about where it went. Think about what's on here. Like. And so I go looking to where the arrow was because I'm expecting to find a dick. Uh, like I think it's there. And, uh, and so uh, we look all over. We cannot find a single drop of blood. We looked for forty minutes, forty five minutes. Uh, we yeah semen. Uh, you know, like a ball gag. We found or random sex swing, but we cannot find. Uh, we couldn't find a single drop of blood anywhere, and we looked and we looked, and you know the thing is, is hearing your story, and now I'm sitting there, I'm like, should I bend down on all fours? All joking aside, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you <laughs> well, have dicks, dick. so what am I scared of?
3: Uh, on but, all uh, fours, on <laughs> all fours, looking for dicks. <laughs> no,
4: so
0: like I wanted to wait, but then when I looked at the arrow, I wanted to see if it, you know, had guts. Yeah, like, absolutely. Mu- like, way worse mucus than what we had on there. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I wanted to see, because I saw where he went, and I'm like, oh, shit, it was low. So I wanted to see if he shot in the guts. I'm like, okay. That's why I was telling him to wait. I'm like, if you shot in the guts, we have to wait, because it's going to take a while. Yeah. It's, it's going to take-
2: Hours, hours, hours. Yeah.
0: So I'm like, we have to wait. Then we'll go look at the arrow, if it's got guts on it, and it fucking stinks- then we'll kind of track it a little bit, and then we'll leave it sit overnight, which I didn't sure. tell him. So Because he was all worked up. But no. Like, it, like he, he should be. Yeah, he was. Yeah. It his first deer. Like want to And looking yeah. back at it, I was in the ground blind. Well, I was sitting in where I normally sit, which is set up for shooting the deer. Like you're on the sure. left side. We're both righties. <clears throat> and he was to the right of me. And I'm like, I should have just switched spots. It would have made a way easier shot because I saw this thing come in through the thicket. I was watching it the whole time. It maybe the five minutes before you shot is when you saw it, but I was watching it for a good sure. fifteen minutes before that. I'm like, I don't know why I just didn't have him switch spots. Yep, because it would have been way more comfortable. It would have been a way easier shot, but
1: well, and and to be fair, uh, not to Mackenzie, but uh, <laughs> and to be fair. Uh, there were rules that I was given when we went out there. Like, if we see a buck, I don't shoot at it. Uh, And various other rules, as in... Because this was last year. You were home for Fred. Like, if the trash deer come through, that one's all yours. But if you see my deer... You you know just take a nap, because you know? <laughs> you're not shooting at my shit. And 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 the thing is, totally understandable. You don't you don't take me out to your spot where you've been scouting them. You got cameras up there. You've been scouting them forever. And then your deer comes through, and I'm like, um, my turn. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna shoot this I, guy's you know. dick off. Stand back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'll take that one's dick. You can have the horns. I'm taking the dick home. But uh, <laughs> antlers. <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, so I mean we looked for it uh, was, a long time. It was yeah. 45 yeah. minutes we looked for a long time we did not find a single drop of blood and we yeah. looked we yeah. really Absolutely. really really looked and we drifted down where he wandered off we looked and and you know for quite a while i felt bad about it because yep. i had thought like well what if i got him You know, what if I got enough of them and I don't want them them to suffer and I don't want this and that. And, you know, and I mean, I went through the jokes here in Minnesota. I went through the jokes back at home. I had people sending me pictures of like arrows with dicks stuck in trees. (laughs) And uh, and and, you know, somebody sending me like pictures of deer with gigantic elephantitis of the nuts. (laughs) And I mean, I went through the jokes for a while. But the thing is, is I think in the end we clipped like the webbing on the yeah. leg maybe just barely sure there was a subtle amount of mucus a couple of little white hairs yep um but in the end after 20 years of being uh, associated with the family and finally feeling like i had earned my place <laughs> <laughs> i'm known as the guy who shot the dick off a button buck <laughs> so you know well
0: and i also think That's like the, the best though. part of it is i went out Probably like three days later, and there's two button bucks walking around. Yeah. And they were both right there. So the deer was completely fine. Okay. <laughs> like nice, I didn't fantastic. send him a picture. I didn't send Oh, I let him sweat it all, I, sweat all. <laughs> I just told to him To this day.
1: Oh I mean, my this God. is the first I heard that. What a woman. Like, oh, there oh, are dude. nights that I can't sleep while that deer haunts me. You know, showing up in the room and standing at the end of the bed looking at me like why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like I met a girl at the bar last week and we went home and I was all ready. And then I was like, oh, some asshole from Wisconsin took my dick off. I guess I can't do anything. But until literally right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I went out like three days later and because I knew there was two button bucks sitting out there sure. and he shot at one and the other one was around there somewhere.
2: Yep. Because they're Pro- probably brothers. Yeah. yeah probably so they're want, want, twins
0: or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like three days later, and I think it was awesome. like a couple days before I shot my biggest buck. Yep. Me and the two button bucks were in like a standoff for like 20 <laughs> minutes, and I kept looking back. Yeah. I'm like, did he shoot the dig off a yeah. button buck? And I kept looking, and I couldn't obviously couldn't see, and I was looking to see if it was bleeding or had a scar. Sure. Because the thing was like 10 yards away.
2: Couldn't pick it and up. And I
0: couldn't, I couldn't see anything. i sure. So I'm, I'm like, it's fine. But I'm like- I'm not gonna tell him. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not, not gonna tell him. Like he's
2: so so. Just as for learning experience, you're fairly confident that that was one of those button bucks, right? And that it was fine. Going back to the shot, how did the deer react? Did he run? Did he buck? Did he mule kick? Did he do anything on? No, he
1: genuinely didn't. Okay, seem to do much. Okay, uh, he didn't leave immediately. I think that's an important point. Was the arrow uh, went under him yep. uh, to a point. And I mean, he left so startled, but the, he left right. rather casually. Yep. Um, and so it, it it startled him, but it startled him in the way that like a bird flying under him. Might have. Okay. I don't I don't I I mean, in hindsight, I feel like had I been a little bit more Mitch on this one and uh, and immediately got another arrow ready and went after I sure. feel <laughs> like I still had a shot. Right. But there was some, you know, the, the adrenaline, the shock, the first time, the everything with it. I just I wasn't prepared, really, for the way that it happened, I, I you know, because nothing happens the way you think it's going to happen. Right. Like, that, you know, when you're, in my head, I woke up that morning. I left Wisconsin. I was driving here. And in my head, I was coming home with, you know, like a, the dirty pointer. Of course, and, uh, and it was going to be strapped to the back of my Jeep and like <laughs> people would be driving by and I'd be like hearing the music from Rocky and people would be like thumbs up out the window <laughs> and, you know, the, way, the whole way home and like random women taking their shirts <laughs> off. And, you know, like, the governor stopping by to shake my hand. Like, I I had really pictured that I was going to come home a hero. Like, this is is it. I bought a bow. I practiced a little. And now I'm about to do the greatest thing that's ever happened. And so... I'm finally uh, one of them. Yes, I'm finally accepted by my wife's family. If not my wife, who I'll never be accepted by, at least my wife's family will finally see me as one of them, which... As it turns out, all I had to do was grow a beard and I got something in the club. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to answer your question, it drifted under him and he jumped more at the sound of the string than at, at any arrow getting close okay. to him. yep. And so, I, I, I mean, despite all the, 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 the year, the better part of a year of nightmares and, and bad feelings that I've had up until this moment when now I've, it's all <laughs> moved to hatred towards Mackenzie. but uh, but I, 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 if I got him, I barely got him. Yep. I, I barely clipped him at all, and I probably didn't take his dick off, but, you know, maybe uh, he was it, Jewish and he did him a favor know. and just, circumcised a, yeah. <laughs> circumcised at yeah. Death. Yeah. And you know, I think all the female deer appreciate that. Cause it's <laughs> <laughs> There's
2: less STDs in that set of woods right now because of what you. Yeah. Yeah. You're
1: welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's the first time out. And I didn't get out at all this year. Sure. Um, but uh but yeah, I mean, that's. That's essentially the story of the the, That's the dick off the button a button. friggin' awesome and, story, man. But the only reason I felt it important was because there still was that sense of, did I rush? Right. Did I rush leaving? Sure. You know, did I rush the giving up? Right. Because now hearing about you after two hours of, you know, I mean, right down on the ground, you know, like, you know, McGruff the crime dog, you're in there. <laughs> You know, finding, you know, every tiny drop of blood and making sure that you've, you've dotted every I, you've crossed every T. You are certain that right. you've done everything you can do. And in the end, you walked away victorious. Right. Um, yeah, After 45 minutes. But after 45 minutes of walking around, we literally did not see, see any one right. trace. And we probably did, you know, a radius of 30, 40 feet of looking at everything we could. look, And there was a little snow. On that, the ground even. That's, a, that's
0: right. the big thing is there was a lot of snow. And you guys probably had a very
2: good idea of where he headed, right? Yep. Uh, I, I know that set of woods a little bit. So, like, the other scenario when you're not sure of a hit or you're trying to look for sign and, and stuff like that is, if you saw the deer run for 70 yards and then it disappeared, you can, you can take that whole trail that you saw him run down, and you know you've covered that confidently and not found blood. If the deer disappears in 10 feet into a thicket, you're kind of guessing. Almost right away. So you got to cover a lot more ground to say you've looked, you know.
0: Yeah, well, like, I've hunted there for, well, this is my third year. And it ran into the thicket, but when we went out, it was early November last year. Mm -hmm. We had a good coating of snow. I mean, it was a solid coating. So I knew exactly where it was going. There's a CRP right behind us. It was pretty good. It actually take, it took the exact same trail where the doe that I shot this year did. Oh, okay. There's a trail that runs through the thicket. That's where all the deer come out of. I knew exactly where it went. And I think we, I mean, yeah, 30, 40 feet is maybe, well, I mean, we went a good ways. Because like, I went to the barbed wire fence at one point. Yep. So, like, we were, we were probably a good 30, 40 yards from where that deer went. Yep. Like, I mean, we searched. And it goes back on to the you don't give up. I saw where he shot it. I looked at the arrow, and we still gave it another forty five minutes and I was confident that it was still it was it was fine, like he nice. shot it low. there was white hair on it, so i mean it it was obviously the white hair it, it's backed by the fucking nutsack yep or dick
2: and again that that's uh in combination with what you saw
0: and uh so I was i was confident we didn't get it and then a couple three days later when i saw it again i'm like okay he's he's completely fine and then like i don't know just when scott was talking here i'm thinking back on november 11th so like you i think i talked about on the first episode that was the day i knew that the bucks are running and and then you let me borrow your deer stand yep and i was out there and i had all them bucks running after that hot dough. And I, and like, as I'm sitting in the deer stand, I'm like, I wonder what buck one of these are that he shot at oh, last sure. year. So like, sure. that's like, I, you know, you have six bucks running around at this doe and I'm like, I wonder which one of these is the ones that Scott shot at last year. Right, And that comes to like a lot of people like, Oh, you know, you wait for them to grow up mm-hmm. and it's just like, if I would have shot at one, I hope it would have been the one that Scott shot and they would have had a scar. Right. And I'm like, this is the one that you shot last year, and it's this nice little six-pointer or four-pointer or whatever it is. Yep. I'm like, it would have been kind of cool to get Close this that whole chapter. story Yeah, absolutely. Of everything. And I don't know, deer just, they're crazy fun, animals. Man.
2: And Scott, you go back to like that excitement you had. I Like the first year is exciting, but now you have that visual, you have that memory. Going into the next deer hunt, and the next time one's coming in, you're going to have like don't shoot the dick off this one. You're yeah, gonna have that well,
1: excitement and that pressure. No, no, d- the dick is nope. where I'm going. Like. <laughs> From now on, it's like Mitch is shooting uh, tomorrow's trophies today. My, you know, my slogan is uh, shooting the dicks that's it that's that's, that's it. it that's it shooting the dicks you know I, that, that general's deer one dick at a time yeah. I, I do bow fishing now going for fish dicks i that, <laughs> that's, that's that's what i do uh I'm, I'm the dick shooter and uh but no i mean to your point to, to go back and i wish i could have gone back this year but given the year that we've had obviously pandemics crazy year mm-hmm. blah blah blah, everything going on um uh, the timing just just wasn't there for me to be able to get out this year. But if I was able to get out, I'd like to think, and I'd like to think that when the time does come for me, which is going to be next year, hell or high water, I'm going next year, um, that I'll be a bit more prepared for it. I'll have a better sense for what it is. The sounds as I hear them in the woods, you know, I mean, Ken's, as much as I give him shit, he was actually really good because at points where there'd be certain sounds, he would call it out and he'd be like, Wait, wait, wait. Something's no, going that, on there. No, that's this. That's that. that yep. You know, and the blue jays and the squirrels and, and all the various noises we heard. But when you'd hear a subtle sound and he'd just, he just point, and I'd look over there, I'm like, what the fuck are you pointing at? <laughs> like, uh, cool trees. Like, I like nature too, man, but I think you're getting kind of excited about a, about a dead tree. And then like 10 minutes goes by and and a deer pops out. Right. And, you know, it, it, there's no possible way that anybody could have seen it because I stared at those trees and saw nothing. And so there's, I guess, certain sounds that you pick up that you understand the difference between what this is and that is. Or when you see a branch move, you know that's not the wind. Right. You know that's something moving it. And, you know, when we hear things behind us, because we heard a lot behind us, um, uh, cause there was a cornfield against the back of the ground blind and we heard a lot of things behind us. And I, I, you know, he really seemed to understand what a lot of it was. And so that was, that was really great. And so I'm kind of excited to get back out mm-hmm. and take that, that tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of knowledge I gained in that first hunt and carry it forward to the next one where maybe, you know, maybe I walk away with, maybe I walk away with the button buck this time or a doe or a buck or whatever it may be. And maybe I just get out and I, I enjoy the enjoy the time again. Yep. But the thing the, the the important thing was was in that in that weekend which we went out twice or three times. Three times in that weekend. Um I learned a lot. And you know, you can't you it's it's like anything else in life. You cannot replace experience with anything you would read in a book 100%. or you'd hear in a podcast or anything else. You kind of got to be there. You got to hear it, you got to feel it, you got to see it. And uh, and in my case that was invaluable and now however uh being a podcast as it is all of that comes to light as I hear you tell stories of a lifetime sure. of of hunting and uh and the experiences you've had and all it did was shine a, 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 a that much bigger light on the little bit of experience I had which I think is invaluable and I appreciate mm-hmm. it a ton as I think everyone here does so I mean that's that's awesome and uh And I appreciate it. And (laughs) back, (laughs) let me clear my.
0: (laughs) No, but like back on this year, so like he's talking about we had that field behind us. Yep. So I moved the ground blind this year to where I had it last year, and the more one, that more than one occasion, I've been sitting there, and uh, I look to my right because I'm about in twenty yards, and I can see this opening where the ground blind was last year. It's an audio show.
4: And uh, I can't help it. I can't help
0: it. Um, But I've like right at last light when Scott and I were sitting in that ground blind, there's been does and bucks that have walked the exact same trail that we've walked in. Yeah. And I know for a fact, like there's a deer behind us. Right. Like it's just something different. Like you said about like the sound. Right. Like, you know, when it's a, I mean, squirrels sound a lot like in the leaves. Right. But like when we were out there, it was snow. Right. So, like, you can tell when you have four legs walking. Yeah. And I've had 100%. it more than one time where I'm sitting in a ground blind and you're, you know, your sense pretty contained. Yep. But I've had them walk up behind me where I can hear them breathing. Right. And then they, you know, they do their dough blow, which I absolutely freaking oh, yeah. hate. Oh, I hate Since it. chills up your spine.
2: Oh, like, you it just scares the shit the out F-ers, of you. Yeah. It makes you jump if you're not expecting it or don't know they're there, and then it just pisses you off because you feel like they're blowing every deer out of the woods. You oh, know? dude,
4: that
3: happened to me. I didn't go bow hunting this year. I haven't gone deer hunting yet this year. What the heck, man? Yeah, i I was hunt or not hunting. I let my dog outside <laughs> in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, and I'm like, okay, he's old as shit. And Is this the dog in. that tried
2: to have its way with my dog? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Freaking Jimmy, James. that little Where, pervert.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Where he hit his dong on the bottom
2: of the yeah. door. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he's, he's not a
2: short dog. Okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's dragging
0: on the concrete. You can <laughs> see the water prints. <laughs>
3: yeah. so, so he was outside, and I let him out, and I'm like, whatever. But it's been a while. Yep. And I'm like, and we're you know technically in the country here, and it's been a while, and usually he's right back up wanting to come inside because he's like f the cold and i'm like this is weird and i look outside i don't see him I'm like i wonder where he is i mean we got coyotes running around so i'm like frick like this sucks yeah so i'm like all right and i'm like yelling for him and then i'm like all right now i gotta go outside so i walk out on the deck and i'm yelling for him can't see him anywhere he's white and brown heck? and i'm like what the frick and uh so i'm standing on the deck <laughs> and there must have been 2 does, maybe 20 yards oh my god in the backyard didn't see him at all right but they snorted and it was loud as hell, hell yeah and i had no idea at the time cuz i was expecting to see jimmy with a coyote <laughs> right so You're i'm expecting just expecting like... to see
1: jimmy like right behind one <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: like <laughs> lighting up <laughs> and so it, i'm like all right so i like i got coyote on my brain So then they start snorting. I'm just like, what
4: What
3: the the fuck? (laughs) So then I run back into the house. I don't have anything anywhere. Bigfoot's out there. Yeah. I don't have have anything anywhere close. So I'm like trying to find a flashlight. (laughs) And by the time I got out there with a flashlight, like I saw the the tails running. I'm like, oh, great. Like, good. Like, he's not dead. Yep. And then he comes moseying up the upstairs. What do you but think he was
2: doing? Was he just staring him down or something or chasing he him? He probably
3: can't see him. He can't. He's <laughs> yeah. deaf and blind. He's probably walking under him. I don't know. But he, <laughs> he but yeah, I would, but that sound, like I, oh, I've yeah. never had one while I was hunting. Snored really? at me. No. No kidding. No, because I'm a good hunter. I and, uh,
0: <laughs> but no, I, so then I'm I was impressed. just, yeah, yeah, I'm impressive. That, <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm impressive guy, I, yeah. I hate that sound.
3: Well, that was the first time I ever heard it. And oh, I was just like, "What I hate the?" It. I, I knew what it was, sure, but at the time I didn't for like that quick second. Right. But then I'm like, "That was loud! Like yeah. that's way louder than I ever that's thought it'd be." If, oh,
2: it's not. Although all the years I've been hunting, I've probably had him do it within 40 yards of me twice. So to have him that close and do it, it's freaking loud, man. Yeah, man, it was loud. Yeah.
3: like I couldn't believe it.
2: Yeah. I could see how it would make you jump, especially when you're standing on the deck in your boxers with a half a chub looking for your dog. <laughs> oh, yeah, <man. laughs> yeah,
4: man. I'd jump for sure, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. ha-
1: half? <laughs> half a chub? Uh,
0: his girlfriend was at the house at the time. He just got done. <gasps> Jimmy's has the wall. My ritual. And then I know I got to go piss off the deck. <laughs> but uh, That's
3: what's great about living in the country. Yeah, you know? baby. <laughs> but
0: I've got two guys here talking about time. Um... Seth, it was great having you here. Yeah. It was like, fun being here, man. We had three different topics we want to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we didn't even make it past the first one. Oh, hour. good. Then so, we we'll save something for next time. Yeah. Hopefully. No. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast. I can't wait for the next time you come out Heck and yeah. talk more stories about, I mean, Ducks Unlimited you getting the snip snip
1: anything, <laughs> anything that you have to That's offer a somber story. Wait, wait, wait. fuck time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I thought yeah. going to get out of here. Let, let, let's extend for just a moment to bid condolences. I guess. <laughs> uh, Speaking of dick's cut off uh, deer. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what doctor do you go to? <laughs> <laughs> doctor <Dr. Hulittle, laughs> was the cheapest one. Just, <laughs> just to really quickly touch on, um, How'd it go? It it went well, I think. I think it went well. I mean, as compared. But. I got a vasectomy. If anybody
2: doesn't know what that is, that's <laughs> where they cut your vas deferens, and <laughs> the sperm can no longer swim to the end of your penis. So, <laughs> so they go in there, and they snip two lines, one coming off each testicle, and uh, it went well. I did the procedure where they just uh, – I was fully awake, and they laid me on the table, and then they just – Grab your them and numb mm-hmm. you up, and they do they one side grab at a time. You, like yeah, they grab of, you. Yeah. yeah, it was it was uncomfortable. The first half was really good. The second half was far more uncomfortable. I must be more sensitive on that side, <laughs> but uh, it went good,
1: I would say. And so, I mean, that's outpatient. So, yeah. so I mean, you go in, they they take away so much, <laughs> <They> spend, <laughs> uh, and, and then you go home. Yeah. And, you know, like a lot of guys will do it on, like, uh, NCAA weekends because you just sit with a sack of peas on your nuts all weekend.
3: 100%. Yeah, that's a true stat for uh, March Madness. Really? Yeah. Like, the most of them are done The most of them are done in March. Most of them are done. No kidding. guys just sit on the couch. They'll just just sit on a bag of peas on their balls
1: watching basketball. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good time to do it. And so I've known a lot of guys who have gotten it done, and – Uh, it's a running average about 50-50. 50% 50 of them say, yeah, no big deal. I knew one of them who actually showed up back to work that afternoon. That's insane. I I just I got to believe that that's just the guy who has to really, like, he he never had big knots or anything. (laughs) Uh, I I heard, I'm sure you have. I heard so many horror stories
2: of a guy that was like, oh, I felt so good the next day, I just decided to go back to work or cut logs, and then his freaking balls just blew up on him. And that, dude, terrifying. Yeah. But I did not want that. Uh,
1: I, I, I was on the on the fence, ready to go. I mean, I am forty five years old. I got two kids. They're they're both teenagers at this point, and uh, and so I thought, well, I am kind of all set here, and uh, and so I was at the point where I was scheduling it, and then I had two different <laughs> friends go, and both of them had like oh, my God, you know, it was not the worst good. experience I've ever had. It hurts so bad. Uh, you know, like 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 they numb you, but it doesn't matter, and they burn something. And, and oh, you know, dude, like, yeah. The bur- like when you're, when you're there to have something done in your crotch and you smell fra- flesh burning, it's just not cool. But, uh, and so I was like, I'm uh, I'm probably going to postpone this and, uh, and you know, whatever. And then I guess I never circled back and that was a couple of years. Oh
2: man. And you haven't had any accidental babies?
1: Well, I haven't. Okay. Uh, you know, (laughs) your wife did. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, the the kid's Asian, so I guess say what you will, but, uh, he's being raised now by the kids. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, there's, there's, there's been no, uh. No, you don't know the no desire soldiers. to go back. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but.
0: Well, your dick fell off.
1: Oh, yeah. It did? <laughs> his dick fell off. Oh, he, it did. It was, it was <laughs> a terrible it, story. If you don't
0: use it, you, you lose, lose it. it. Oh, so he said he lost his well, a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that was an episode. <laughs> it. it it grew back. <laughs> um, it's like an octopus.
1: I would Bigger say it's like it's like uh, it's like Deadpool with the baby hands. I just, I just have a baby penis. So, uh, that was normal. That was before the surgery. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, well, anyway, we had touched on it, and by the time you're you're here next time, uh, it'll be old news. So, I thought we should probably cap it off to just tell you know all the guys out there that. Uh, my experience. The reason I was scared off. We have a we have a successful candidate here. Yes. Who uh, I would who say can, quite successful. Who can now, uh, you know, like any married man, have sex about once every six months or so, yep. without worrying about <laughs> With, getting pregnant. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, <there are laughs> so wait. It. You guys have sex that often? <laughs> yeah. That is running average yeah. over a ten-year period. <laughs> That's a wide group of people. Wide group for sure. Yeah.
2: All I'm going to say is this: <laughs> do a little research. Find a urologist that seems to know what he's doing. Don't go for the cheap one. It's kind of important. And the other thing is Don't like. what the one that takes coupons. No, no, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll tell you this right now. So, like, we knew after this kid was born, like, before it was even born, like, hey, this is going to be the last kid. I'll probably go get fixed after this. And so I had it in my head, like, the, the day the kid's here, everybody's healthy, we're good to go, I'm scheduling it. Cause if I sat around for six months, I'd do the same thing you did. I would have chickened out 100%. Sure. I just wanted to get this freaking thing done so fast and just behind. Me. Just be done with just it. Just be yeah. done with yeah. it. It's like yeah, filling a cavity. Like who wants to think about it? Just go get it done. It's not fun, but <laughs> it is not. It was not. I thought the Novocaine did a great job. It was all the prep work before the Novocaine <laughs> that was uncomfortable. You didn't see it. Well, yeah, but I did that. I did that myself. So
1: you do, he does that anyway. Yeah, I
2: do that <laughs> anyway. I'm a very well groomed individual. So I mean, you, you yeah. got
1: you got to groom because every every year on your birthday, you blow <laughs> Okay, <laughs>
4: okay. Oh, you know right? what? A, Time to go home. <laughs> I've had enough of you freakers. That's end? Are you part of
0: Dollar or Manscape.com?
4: sponsor. All right, no, well, man. Great having you here. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Hope I can come story.
1: back some time. So, yep. Yeah, Seth, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I Best episode so far. We're three in, <laughs> and this is definitely, definitely at least in the top three. Oh, so, <laughs> sweet. So I appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it. I think we're going to sign off. Uh, yep. Let's uh, Let's round it through. Mitch. Seth. Mac. Scott.
3: Thanks a lot. See you later.